What is up, Wisdom App? What is up, Podcast World? How the heck are you guys doing? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it is crazy to even say this. It's going to be October 26th, 2022. The record date for this one, it looks like it is August 31st. Wow. You guys, time is flying by so quickly. So today I want to chat with you guys about something that I was thinking about yesterday. And it's this whole idea of vision. You know, why do we need it? Who gave it to us? What is a vision? And how do we, what steps do we take to reach ours, you guys? Um, I'm going to share my own testimony with you guys, you know, and, uh, you know, give you guys some steps you can take to um, really get serious about your own. All right. So let's go ahead and pray really quick, you guys, and let's have this conversation. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you live in us by the power of your spirit in our hearts, Lord. And I just pray that as we get healing in our life, Lord, as we dig up the injuries and the things, Lord, that keep us in hiding, keep up, keep our walls up, that through the process of getting healing in our life, Lord, that we can uncover our skills, our talents, our purpose, our character, our values, Lord, and we can live out the plans you have for us, Lord. You've called us to rule and subdue. And um, Father, I just pray that you would help all of us, help my brothers and sisters to get the healing you've come to give them. So they can live out the plans you have for them, Father. Plans to prosper them and not to harm them, but to give them hope in the future, all from the soil of their own life. So I just pray, Jesus, please guide and direct this conversation. Thank you, Lord, for everyone out here who's listening. Bless their day, Father. Bless their life. I pray that they can really cultivate a vision for their life and that by the power of your spirit, Lord, you would help them to have the thoughts they need in place, you know, the, the plans, the goals to reach the vision that you have hidden inside of their hearts, Lord. So we love you, Lord. Pray you bless this time. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So yesterday, you guys, I was listening to an old podcast that I had done. I can't even remember the name of it, honestly. Um, but I posted it yesterday. And as I was listening to it, I was talking about vision. And there was a section where I was talking about who we got it from, right? And then early, later on in the day, I started listening to um, a life coaching course that I had went through. Um, I completed this course, what was it, back in 2019, March 21st of 2019. I had completed a life coaching course online. And so now I'm just like re-listening to it, really trying to be intimate with this knowledge, like to know it and, and grasp it in my own life, implement it, use it, and then be able to share that with you guys, okay? Um, be competent with the things that I talk to you guys about. And so anyway, as I was listening to that, he was talking about, you know, vision and goals and, you know, breaking it down. And uh, it just kind of reminded me of the podcast that I had listened to that day. And so today I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about it. And so, you know, I've been thinking a lot about my vision for my life, you guys. Um, I have a very large vision for my life. This is something I don't talk to a lot of people about, but I figured, you know, it might as well. Now is the time. Just in case you see God bringing my vision to pass, it's not going to be a surprise, right? If anything, I'm hoping that you guys can be acquainted with the soil of your own life. What is in your heart, right? What do you want? What What are your skills? What are your talents? What character has God put inside of you, right? And you guys, I'm telling you, when the devotional nuggets of truth comes out, I'm going to walk you guys through this whole process. That's really what my book's about. It's about you getting comfortable with the soil of your own life, okay? And then... um learning, starting to really deal with the issues in your heart that are holding you back. You got to be willing to be healed in order for you to really pursue the good that God has. If you are injured and you're sick and you're hurt and you're wounded, you're not going to have the energy that you need 
to push forward because you're going to be so distracted by the pain. It's like when you have the flu or you're sick, the only thing you want to do is lay on the couch. You're not trying to, you know, get up and do the things you normally do, right? So injuries hinder us from living out the vision that God has for us. But as we get healed in our life and we have the courage it takes to kind of open ourselves up to God in that way, open ourselves up to save people in our life, okay? All injuries you've had were learned and they will be unlearned in the relationships that you keep. And so it's really, really, really a crucial that you have people in your life that you can talk to about these things and that are also on the similar path. You do not want to share what you're trying to do in your life with people who are not on the same journey. If you, if you don't want to tell your story to people who are not trying to get healed and move forward, you're going to waste your time and you're going to be super frustrated. Okay. Anyway, so vision, right? Um, I want you guys to be acquainted with that. I want you guys to be able to step into that. And so, um, I've been thinking about my vision for my life. I want to be financially free. I want to travel with my family. I want to retire my husband so he can come with us. I want to sell my book across the country. I want to do public speaking engagements. I want to pour out the grace of God that he's poured into my life. So, other people can get acquainted with it. I don't think a lot of Christians understand grace in the context of their life. I think that's why a lot of Christians suffer. I think that's why there's so much confusion. I think that's why the kingdom of heaven is not really advanced the way that it could because so many people don't have this knowledge and understanding and insight in the context of their own life. And all I'm trying to do now is share with you guys, you know, my own journey and my own, how could you say it, working of God's grace in my own life because that's the only spot that I can speak from but I'm hoping that I'll inspire you. So I have this huge vision, right? To travel, be financially free, uh, be, a be a motivational speaker, you know, be able to be in a place where I can pour out the grace of God, my story upon other people and inspire you to do the same thing. So that's, you know, the big, the big picture. Um, I wanna have real estate for my children. I wanna be able to leave them in some type of inheritance. I want them to be in a better state than I, than I was in. You guys, I didn't have parents who were available to me when I was growing up. Okay. My parents were both alcoholics, drunks. The only thing they could think about was their own problems and where the hell they were going to get their next beer from. I am definitely not that type of parent. I'm involved in my children's life and uh, I want to build them up and give them everything that I did not have growing up. And you know, that's another thing that I'm going to teach you guys how to do in this devotional is build an identity and your character and your values. How many of you right now even know what you've built your identity upon? right? Who are you? You know what I mean? I was not taught this growing up. Okay. And you know, I was taught to basically, uh, be so consumed with other people and what they were doing that, um, you know, I never took the time to dig into my life and what God wanted to do in me and through me. And I never really took full responsibility, full responsibility for my life. I did. And I didn't. Okay. Um, I was so overly concerned with solving other people's problems and helping them right? Because I had learned that growing up as a kid. And you guys, I talk about that in the devotional too. You really have to be courageous enough to take a step back and figure out how the soil of your life growing up shaped some of the mindsets you have right now that are hindering you. So anyway, let me move forward here, you guys. So vision is important. And okay, so let, let's dig into this first. Why do you need it? Well, if you go over here to Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there's no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. So where there's no revelation, where there's no insight, right? Now this is the new, I believe this is New King James Version. If you guys type in Proverbs 29, 18, you know, every translation has a different way of saying it, okay? But 
where there's no revelation, so where there's no insight, people cast off restraint. If they don't have an idea of where they're trying to go, there's really no point in them figuring out what to restrain and what to do, okay? I tell my kids all the time, and I, I've, I've really been trying to work with my teenagers, okay? Because I got one who's already grown, he's 20, okay? And then I've got 15, 13, 12, nine, six, and four, okay? But my older kids, my 15, 13, and 12 year old, um, which one's gonna, my 15 year old's gonna be 16 next month, or no, October, and then my 13 year old daughter's gonna be 14 in October. So I've got two teenagers especially that I'm trying to help them see that if you have a vision for your life, it's gonna gear the decisions you make today. You'll know what to keep and what to throw away. If you don't have a, a greater idea of where you want to go in your life, you're, you're not going to be able to gauge which decisions you need to have take today and which ones you don't need to make today. All right. What's the point of casting off restraint? What are you going to not do? Right. How would you know what not to do if you don't know where you're trying to go? Does that make sense? Okay. That's why without vision, people cast off restraint. What's the point? We'll just do whatever. Okay. And then you sort of just throw yourself on the hamster wheel. It says, but happy is, is he who keeps the law. And I'm, we're going to get into that, you guys. I'm going to be, I'm going to break that down for you. So who gave us the ability to have a vision? So as I was listening to this podcast yesterday, I realized, well, like, wait a second. God gave us the authority to have a vision. If you go back to Genesis, he told Adam and Eve, right? He goes, be fruitful and multiply, rule and subdue the earth. That was God's vision for you and for me when he created this earth. Isn't that amazing? Right. And then God tells us, and then he shows us, you know, how to do that. What did God give us to keep the vision, right? Happy is he who keeps the law. God told them what they could do and what they could not do for that day that would help them be able to maintain ruling and subduing the earth, being fruitful and multiplying, right? And at the time, you know, Adam and Eve were young. They didn't understand that dynamic. They were immature. You guys, I, I really believe that when God created Adam and Eve, they had full grown parts to reproduce, but I really believe they had the mindset of a child. They did not understand, okay? They didn't have the adult reasoning aspect that we think they did, all right? I just think that they, they, they did not grasp that yet. They were still in the training phase, right? Just like when you have young children and you're teaching them certain skills, God was still helping Adam under how to teach him how to rule and subdue. I don't know how to rule and subdue. He'd been created. God was walking him through that process. He's like, okay, Adam, name the animals. Now do this, now do that. He was preparing him for the role that God had envisioned in him to play. And he gave him certain, you know, rules that would help keep that vision and maintain it. If you guys don't have boundaries and rules for yourself, you're gonna lose anything good in your life, right? Okay, and, and that's important, right? If you wanna have something good, there's certain things that we have to have in our life to maintain that good. That's why God gave us the law. The law isn't to choke you out right? It's to protect the good that he gave. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah. And so how do we keep or maintain it? So let's, let's go back to the vision, right? The vision is the bigger piece for your life. It's kind of more the general generalities of it. All right. The general things. Cause when I was talking to you guys about my vision, I gave you no specifics to how I'm going to become financially free and how I'm going to be able to, you know, retire my husband and spend time with him. You guys, I don't want to wait until my husband's 70 years old to spend time with him. I've been with him since I was 16 years old. Well, 15, matter of fact, he was 15, one month before he turned 16. And I don't want him just to work a nine to five his whole life and not see him until he's 70, working every single day. And that by the time he's old enough to retire, you know, we have enough money for him to retire. 
you know, we're already at our old, older years, right? It's like, why? Why does it have to be that way? Why have we accepted the idea that, you know, we have to do it the way the world does? I don't think that's the case at all with God. I think that God will give people ideas that will completely, completely blow this world out of the water. God knows how to prosper people. That, that's he's all about that. God is about you ruling and subduing. He's about you multiplying. That's what he wants, but you have to do it underneath his knowledge. How many people are prospering in this world, but are not doing it under the knowledge of God and now we're seeing the consequences of it? Just saying, okay? People who are prospering without the knowledge of God are the same ones who can't sleep at night because they have so much good stuff. They're afraid that's gonna get stolen from them. They have no peace with the prosperity that they have. God will give you prosperity and he'll give you peace at the same time. All right, that's just how he works. That's what he said. He goes, my peace, I will give to you. He leads us in peace. And you guys, I got so many stories I could tell you about how God has showed it for me in my life and has always led me by peace. All right, that's that's the characteristic, okay? That's God's receipt to you that you're going in the right direction if you have peace in your life. That's really, really important. Why do you think he tells you to pray about everything? If you're anxious about anything, he's like, pray. You cannot make a sound decision in, in a state of anxiety and stress in your mind. You have, you, okay, you are actually making yourself more vulnerable to the attack of the enemy. And it talks about that in first Peter. It says the enemy goes around roaming like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, right? And then it talks about be anxious for nothing, right? Don't be anxious. Your anxiety, it's like a bleeding animal, right? That's by itself. You're just bleeding out spiritually, right? Your anxiety and stuff is just coming out and you invite the accusations of the enemy to come in. It's really, really important that you cast your cares on the Lord anything and everything, get it off your chest, get it off your heart so you can continue, okay, to move forward in what God wants you to do. Now, here's the thing though, like I said, you have to give yourself permission to have the vision because God gave it to you. God is the one who gives us the authority to have vision. He created us to have it since we were in the garden. You need to figure out what you want and what you want to do and you need to be able to do it and be unashamed about it, all right? There was a time in my life where I was absolutely terrified to be open and talking about the things I wanted to accomplish because I didn't want to get judged by the Christian community, right? You know, there's a lot of negativity in the church about God prospering people and wealth. And, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm like, Lord, if we don't have money, we're not getting nothing done, right? You guys look at the world and the state of affairs that we're in. I'm like, Lord, Christians need to be running the hospitals. We need to be running the entertainment industries. We need to be running every sector of the world that we depend on, right? That it's like got stolen away from people in 2020. How many people lost their businesses, right? Imagine if we actually had God-fearing individuals who were owning their businesses, who were unafraid and unashamed, right? Keeping the world going regardless of what the heck's going on. We really need people out there that's got courage. We need people out there who have money. Things don't get done if you don't have money. All right, I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of um, confusion about it out there, okay? And, uh, you know, when you are living underneath the knowledge of God and you are underneath of him, following his word, you being fruitful is the natural progression of you being surrendered to God. That's just the way it goes. That's natural law. You can't get around it. And I think that sometimes because we're so worried, I, I will only speak for myself. I was so worried about how other Christians would view me that I hid parts of my own vision from myself because I didn't want to, you know, go through the criticism and the, and the, uh, you know, just the negativity of other people. But you know what, at the end of the day, I have my own life to live. And, uh, you know, I think about the life I want my kids to have. I want my kids to live out their dreams and their visions, right? And if God's a father, he wants that for me. 
right? He wants me to live out my dreams. Don't you want better for your children? Of course we do. But if we don't teach our kids how to do this from the soil of our own life and our own authority, we ain't teaching them nothing. We're just going to teach them the same old crappy generational curses that we were raised up in and we're not going to bring up the next generation. They're going to have no leadership. Do, do, you guys, do we not need strong leaders these days? Look at what's happening. We need leaders. We need people of influence. We need people who have vision. The Bible says if you don't have it, you cast off restraint. They're like, what's the point? So when you have a vision, you have a big term vision. Okay. Big general part slices of it. There's no specifics. Then you have medium term. So for example, I know I want to be financially free. That's what I want to do. That's the big vision. Now for the medium goal, that means I have to think about, okay, what would I need to do to create streams of income that would make money for me while I'm sleeping? All right. For me, that's going to be creating books. Okay. Video content, you know, anything like that, that I could basically try to sell online or whatever. Right. So I have to, I have to get really creative. You know, being involved in real estate is also another good thing you can do, but that, that obviously is a whole nother ball game, but you got, you guys get what I'm saying. You have to learn to think outside the box. You don't have to be physically gone to make money. Like we think, Oh, I have to be away from my family. No, you don't. There's other ways to do things. This is why it's so important that you figure out what you have to offer the world. What you have to offer in Christ is the grace that God has poured about upon you. God can use your story to create income for you. Okay. That's what I'm, that's what I'm banking on him to do for me through my book. And I say this because I want you guys to think about that. God wants you to use your own story to create your own source of income. That is your authority, by the way. That is how God has worked in your life is your own life. That's the only spot you can speak from. You don't need to go to Bible school either to be able to do it. All you have to do is have the courage and ask the Lord to, you know, equip you for that. I'll tell you what, if you really are in love with Jesus Christ, you're going to want to talk about what he's done for you. Okay. That's like the natural overflow. Okay. And God has a way of using your story to benefit you. And he will also do it financially. Okay. I'm just the way it goes. You guys, I'm telling you, I am a testimony of that. Um, I asked God to provide money for me to buy a house with cash. He did that. I'm telling you. I haven't done anything but stayed home with my kids for the last 13 years. But I've been seeking the Lord wholeheartedly, surrendered, asking God to help me with things I could not do for myself, gave him my life. That's what I told the Lord. What, it's been 16 years this month that I, I started following the Lord. I was reading Matthew 6. And I said, okay, Lord, life for life. I will follow you. It says that if I follow you, Lord, I don't have to worry about anything, what I'm going to eat, drink, or wear. Because Lord, you know that I worried about that my whole life. And you're telling me I don't have to. So Lord, I'll follow you and do whatever you want me to do. And you take care of me. And I meant that with all my heart. And guess what? God has provided massively for me. And all started just with me being obedient and seeking him out with all my heart, going after God. That's all you need to do is just surrender. You start surrendering and you start putting yourself underneath the knowledge of God. You let God train you up like you like what's supposed to happen with mankind. Did you know God... Mankind is supposed to be influenced by the knowledge of God. We were created to learn from him, but that process was interrupted by the serpent, right? So think about all the other knowledge that you entertain. That's not the knowledge of God. And if the knowledge you're entertaining is not progressing you in life, if you're not moving forward, if you're not being fruitful, right? There's some, there's some things you need to reconsider that you're entertaining that are not serving you. Okay. So anyway, my medium term goal then, right? Because if you really want to live out your vision, you have to break it down into chunks. It's like the guy said yesterday, you want to eat an elephant? 
you got to break it into bite-sized pieces. So if you want to reach your vision for your life, okay, start dreaming, start thinking about things you love to do. No restraint. When you dream, there should be uh, no, um, what would you say? Oh, I don't know how I could do that. Who cares? When it's a dream, it's a dream. You're not thinking about the resources. You're just thinking about what you want to do. Now, if you're really serious about it and you really believe that, okay, Lord, this is what you want me to do. And if, and if you are surrendered to God, what's that scripture? I think it's in Psalms or Proverbs. Commit your ways to him and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Can you sincerely acknowledge that you've committed yourself to him? And if you can, right, if you can do that, then you should be able to acknowledge the desires that God's put in your heart. And God will put desires in your heart that are good, things that you want to do, things that you're naturally geared toward, okay? And uh, it'll change your life. And so anyway, you take your greater vision, you break it down into medium-sized goals. So my medium-sized goal for like, for example, I have to figure out how am I going to create, how am I going to be able to create financial freedom for myself? Well, I have to be able to work for myself at some point, okay? That means I got to create my own content. So I'm going to write books. That's what I'm going to do. That's part of it, okay? And so that's my medium goal. Now you guys obviously know that I've got my first book right on the verge right there. Okay. I'm waiting on the editor. I'm, I'm counting the days down. You guys, I'm honestly, I've been anxious about this. I've been like kind of chomping at the bit for this thing to be done. Okay. Um, but, uh, I'm waiting for her to send me the final manuscript that has all those edits that I just sent to her. It was nine pages. And so usually it takes her about 12 days. So I'm thinking two weeks, it's been one week today. I got potentially one more week. I got to wait. She's going to send it back to me. And then you know, I'll make sure she's got the edits and send it back, sign off on it. Boom. The manuscript part's done. A couple more things to do after that. The book will be complete. So anyway, the point is, is if you really want the vision, you have to think about <clears throat> what are some goals you need to create to get that. And then you have to break it down in the day to day. Okay. Your day to day habits should really be geared towards the things that are important to you, your values. Okay. And if you guys don't know what your values are, either get the book when it comes out or go listen to the podcast. January 20th, 2020, all the way to May 21st, 2020, I walk you guys through the life coaching process, okay, to establish who you are and your character and your values, all right, the same process the Lord walked me through, not your circumstances, opinions of others, or your own performance, okay, I walk you guys through the very beginning, right, identifying what is vulnerability, what is shame, what is condemnation, what is judgment, identifying those things in your own life, right, what is grace, utilizing the grace of God, five months of content. And I talk about, as you move down the line, I show you guys how to identify your values. In the book, I show you how to do that. This is really important. You gotta figure out what the heck is motivating you. All right, that's gonna be key as well. But we're talking about vision, right? It all, this all goes hand in hand. This is why I'm telling you guys, you gotta go find this other content I've made so you can get hold of this stuff in your own life. So you got your vision, you're gonna break it down into medium-sized goals for me. And because I don't know what your guys is, I'm trying to share mine with you so you can start provoking yourself to think about these things. Okay. Um, creating content that I can sell when I'm at home with my kids, I'm still homeschooling you guys. I have probably 16 more years at home with homeschooling children. So it's like, I'm, I'm massively relying on that. The Lord knows that me connecting with my kids is my number one priority right now. I've got six more to go. All right. And uh, me being the primary influence in their life and pouring into them. And that's the same way I'm trying to pour into you guys. I want to pour into them every single day. Right. Because if I can, the only people I can really have the most influence with are the people who live underneath my own roof. Right. I can, I want to have influence in your life, but you would have to allow that process. Right. You would have to allow yourself to be influenced by me. You have, and that means 
that you have to be willing to maybe change some of the ideas you have right now that aren't serving you, right? And if you're not willing to do that, then this stuff means nothing to you. And that is fine for me. I'm looking for people who are really looking for this kind of stuff and um, who are going to use it in their own life and bear fruit as a result. Okay. So then you take your vision, you break it down into medium goals and then on your day-to-day -day stuff. So for me on the day-to-day, -day, I got my routine responsibilities. Okay. Obviously for me, that means my number one priority is my children, the homeschooling them. So, and connecting with them. So making sure that we're getting time in each day, four hours a day to educate them making sure I'm getting my household, my household, household chores taken care of, making sure dinner's cooked, laundry's washed, yard work's done, all this kind of stuff, right? And then planning one day a week. I spend one day a week, at least minimum Wednesday night, I jump on my computer for at least two hours at a time. And I work on, you know, I have another manuscript. I have another book I'm working on right now. And I work on it slowly. That's you guys, that's how I got my last book done. I planned it in my, in my weekly schedule because it was like, this is, this is gonna help me get to where I wanna go. You have to be that intentional with your life and your time. You have to pick a day, you know, cause I know everyone's busy, right? But we can do be busy the rest of your life and we'll just watch your life pass away and then be on your deathbed and be like, dang, why didn't I do that, right? So it's really, really important that you utilize your time wisely. So figure out on a weekly basis, day-to-day -day basis, the steps you need to be taking, okay? To, to make the vision happen. You have to do it in the day-to-day. -day. You have to focus on your habits. Right, and here's the thing, if your habits aren't serving you, if your habits are not gonna help you get to the vision, that means something needs to change. That means you need to unlearn some things. That means you need to humble yourself, right? And you need to go through a healing process. You need to learn to see things differently. You need to go outside yourself and get what you don't have. And that's the beauty of the grace of God given to you through his own spirit being in your heart, right? And I always like to talk about this, you guys. I like to approach God's grace with it being like a thought, okay? Have you guys ever been thinking that you were just stuck in a hole and you're just feeling the emotions of it, right? You're thinking about something a certain way and now you get to experience the emotional consequences of it. That's just how it is. How you feel is all rooted in how you think. So if you're feeling a certain kind of way, you can always go back to how you're processing information in your mind, okay? So God, if you are seeking him and you're like, Lord, you know, this is really wearing me out. This is burdening me. If you ask him to help you think differently about it, you know, Lord, give me a new perspective on this. That's why he asks you to pray. He'll give you the peace that surpasses knowledge. Sometimes the knowledge you have in your life is not serving you or he has, he'll help you rearrange it in your mind. Help you look at it differently. So that way you can have the peace. Even though at one point that same knowledge that was causing you to feel anxiety, God can use it, right? And help you look at it differently and get, and now you can have peace in your life again, right? But that's going to require you again to humble yourself and there might there might need to be some things you need to learn and unlearn maybe you're having problems in relationships you know what you probably have to go back and maybe learn to set up some boundaries learn how to set up trust in relationships right um i talk about that on the life coaching series you guys think of you know every area of our life there has to be certain established modes of action in place in order to get that kind of result right? There's certain things we have to do no matter what. If a farmer wants to grow a massive crop, there are certain things he has to do regardless, okay? Um, he has to go out there and pull up the ground, so to speak, right? If you start from scratch, <laughs> right? And then dig it up, plant the seeds, water it, keep the weeds out. That has to happen no matter what. He can't just neglect the process and just see what happens, right? Same thing with our lives. You know, there are certain established modes of action that people have used. I've gotten them results that 
you might not have that you want. That means you got to change your approach, you know? And, uh, you know, again, I help you guys deal with the inner things that keep us locked down. Okay. And I walk you guys through my own journey, especially nuggets of truth, the book coming out in the podcast, you guys doing these, these videos right here with you guys. Okay. So anyway, why do we, why do we need vision? Cause we're going to die. We're going to perish if we don't have it. God already said it. Who, who gave us the ability to have vision? God did. It all started in the very beginning in the book of Genesis. All right. God says, man, rule and subdue, be fruitful, multiply. And then he took that vision. He broke it down into smaller ch chunks, giving Adam some tasks. And then he had daily things he was supposed to follow. Right. Same thing with you guys. Figure out what rules, so to speak, you need to have in place. What order, what structure do you need? Right. You know, what disciplines do you need to take on? You guys, discipline is just changing up your mind, right? To create better results. You know, usually when we think of discipline, we think of like somebody literally spanking their kid or getting a swat when you were younger, right? But that's not discipline. That's not what God intends when it comes to that, okay? You want to be disciplined in your thinking. Sometimes your thinking is massively out of control. Sometimes your thinking is like a three-year-old tantrum, okay? And it's not serving you. And you have to be able to recognize that and humble yourself and go about things differently reach outside of yourself to get tools that you don't possess, right? Like I said, in relationships, you might need to learn some boundaries. If you're struggling financially, you need to learn how to maybe be on a budget. Maybe you need to, uh, you know, those kinds of things, practical things, you guys, seriously. So I hope this was helpful. Take your vision, break it down. What do you need to do on the daily basis to get there eventually, right? Small things you can do, you know? And so anyway, you guys, I better stop. Anchor's going to cut me off here in like 20 seconds. But uh, we'll keep talking about this, you guys. I just hopefully gave you a little something to chew on for the day. Hope you guys have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you guys for being here. And uh, I will talk to you guys next week.